0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. We know the text of this Mass well enough from making the first Saturdays, but today's epistle forms a very fitting conclusion, I hope, to the words I offered to you this morning. The Church in her sacred tradition has taken the words of eternal wisdom, this has long been her practice, the wisdom of Solomon, and applied them, first of all, yes, to that eternal word, who is Christ, but then by extension to that creature by which the eternal word, by which eternal wisdom became flesh the Holy Mother of God. And so wisdom portrayed in the feminine and the sacred text is applied today and so often in the office of the Blessed Virgin to the Holy Mother of God. Today we are told my memory is unto everlasting generations. They that eat me shall yet hunger and they that drink me shall yet thirst he that hearkeneth to me shall not be confounded and they that work by me shall not sin they that explain me shall have life everlasting if some of these words seem very familiar to us i hope it is because we think of the admirable words of our lord in the gospel of st john when he calls himself the bread of life. For there we hear our Lord say, seemingly, the contrary of what is said here, when he says, I am the bread of life, he who cometh to me shall not hunger, and he who believeth in me shall never thirst. And yet here we hear, they that eat me shall yet hunger, they that drink me, shall yet thirst. It is, in fact, in perpetuation to the nature of beatitude, as I spoke to you about it this morning, that here on earth, we are called to live the life of grace as the seed of the life of glory in the world to come. Here below, by the redemption of Christ, eternal wisdom come in the flesh, We have access to grace through the sacraments. It is by the sacraments that we obtain grace and have that seed of immortality planted within us. Truly, then, we understand our Lord's words when he says that by the greatest of the sacraments, the Blessed Eucharist, we shall never again hunger or thirst. Yet even the sacraments, though they are the greatest gifts given to us here in this valley of tears, yet they are only, as we sing at benediction, a pregustatum, only a foretaste of things to come. As St. Thomas Aquinas himself would say in his prayer of thanksgiving after Holy Communion, one day I hope to behold thee no longer in dim mysteries as in this dark world of ours but face to face. Then indeed, beholding eternal wisdom, yes, we shall eat of it and drink of it, but we shall yet hunger and thirst. For our created intellects can never fully comprehend the divinity, even in the beatific vision. No, they shall behold it, but not fully comprehend it, and for all eternity shall yet hunger and thirst for it. That desire to see God in the face, though we behold him for all eternity, shall continue in that one act of vision, which is eternal beatitude. And so, as a conclusion to that conference this morning, we are called in this votive mass of the Immaculate Heart of Mary to consider the final and most beautiful sign of predestination to eternal beatitude. Would the theologians tell us that there are signs already here in life that we cannot know for certain, apart from a divine revelation, that we are predestined to eternal glory. Yet there are signs of that predestination here below. And the last one which the theologians give us After enumerating all the others which follow so closely the Beatitudes of the Sermon on the Mount, they tell us that a special devotion to the Holy Mother of God is a great sign that we are predestined to eternal glory. St. Alphonsus exclaims, he who prays now to Mary is, as it were, already in paradise. What else can be the meaning of these mysterious words which conclude the epistle today? Quia lucidant me vita They that explain me shall have life everlasting. Yes, those who do not fear to follow the admonition of our Lord from the cross, which we hear in today's gospel, and take this Holy Mother unto our own, as our mother, given to us. Yes, we who make it our lifelong task to explain her. Yes, to propagate devotion to the Holy Mother of God, especially by keeping the first Saturdays and being faithful in our daily rosary. Yes, it is all we who do this, who have that sign of predestination, who may very justly hope that one day Having invoked so many times again and again those words of our Blessed Lady, their words to our Blessed Lady, which conclude the, the, the angelical salutation as it has been handed down to us by tradition. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Yes, those of us who on our beads throughout our lives have commended our souls to her by these words may very justly hope that she shall indeed be there, at the moment of our death, as our most powerful intercessor. And yes, of course, as priests, sisters, oblates, and members of the Society of the Sacred Heart, all of those who belong to the Institute family and who make the daily consecration to the Immaculate Conception, by this powerful act of faith, by which we commend to her the value even of all our good actions—yes, all those things which St. Paul tells us bear for us an eternal weight of glory—even these things we confide entirely to the hands of our Holy Mother. If by making this profound act of faith we entrust all to her and thus form the foundation of our devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary here on earth, yes, we may then, by this total consecration. Justly hope that having commended our souls entirely to her, our bodies, all that we can possibly do in this world for good, we shall indeed be commended by those same motherly hands to her divine Son at the day of judgment, and merit thus to hear those words, Thou hast been faithful in little things. Well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of thy Lord. Amen.